0: Good evening out there, this is the first episode of 97 Octane Hockey, a new podcast brought to you by myself, Mike Dursa, and coming up, joining me on the show going forward is going to be Chad Graham and Bob Schmidt, Um, these guys are in full character, and uh, I might as well introduce you to them now. What's up? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hello, Bye, it's game time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so chad grimm you. me mean you have some history we went to uh, the same high school uh when we both went <laughs> uh chad, <laughs> chad you know you you were uh kind of through the Killam, uh maybe days line. i'm not even sure but uh um, that's kind of your minor hockey and I, I was, uh, my minor hockey was, well, it started out Spear River when I was little, but, uh, then, um, uh, central Alberta and Sedwick is, is where I played, uh, Bantam. And then I basically played, um, in the Massachusetts when I was in grade 11 and I'm the self-proclaimed Lady Bing, uh, trophy winner for Massachusetts, uh, high school hockey. <laughs> And then, um, Bobby underneath me, uh, I just found out ECHL Peoria Riverman. Um, I guess right out of the gate, I want to know from both of you. Um, I've had two fights in my hockey career from the time I was four till yesterday. (laughs) One of them, uh, I one punched a guy in Bantam. Uh, he hit the deck and, uh, my my line was busy scoring a goal. I didn't even get a penalty, um, so I don't even know if you can call it a fight if that doesn't happen. Um, and then my other fight was in rec hockey. Uh, there was a guy running around, gooning people on our team, and uh, you know I I went and I said, "You stick a guy that can barely skate. We're just out here to have fun. If you do it again, uh, you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the gloves." And the guy was about 6'5 and probably about 250. <laughs> but he kept playing the same way and so I, I, I did drop the gloves. I, I he, he said, hit me. I'm like, no, no, throw the first one. So I, I let him throw his first punch and I kind of got my head out of the way and I went to throw this giant haymaker and I over-rotated and went down and he went on top of me and then he tried to hit me while he was down on top of me and I was face first into the ice and he actually swung and I moved my head and he'd punched the ice. And the ice. Uh, yeah. And then people had to kinda get get us separated or whatever. And the rest of the game it calmed down. But the funniest part about the whole thing is after that, for about a year and a half, uh in beer league, I was known as Killer.
1: You know, like, <laughs> like,
0: like <laughs> Slapshot, they were calling me Killer.
1: Um, <laughs> We had to make sure you weren't foiling before every game.
0: So, Mr. Graham, <laughs> you, you might as well introduce yourselves to everybody first, and then uh, Bobby can go.
1: Uh, Chad Graham's the name. I uh, played goal my whole life since I was five years old. Yep, played for Killam when I was in Central Alberta. Moved to Vancouver, played some triple A hockey for Aldergrove. Uh, played for the Langley Thunder and in, in BC. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. My best fight of all time had to have been Rocky Mountain House playing Bantam for Kill'em. It was a rough, rough day. They were on me pretty bad. Refs didn't really care too much. So I took matters into my own hand and I did the uh, dominoes down the bench at the end of the second period Mm -hmm. as we were skating off the ice. And then the third uh, turned into a pretty good time. Uh, Tim Matthews was uh, having trouble with the guy in front of the net. I took my blocker up underneath his cage, and that was the end of his day. um Yeah, that was probably my funnest fight. Been in a few since then, but that was the, probably the, the most memorable.
2: Decent. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my name is Bob, and I am a uh, goaltending is my passion. I, I can't play anymore because of knee surgeries and back surgery, but. Uh, I I have no minor hockey experience. First time I had uh, equipment on, I was 17 years old. And oddly enough, it was just a bunch of us farm kids. And we challenged a local uh, town team to a game. So my first organized hockey uh, game was was that game. And got into a fight in my first ever organized hockey game. Where the guy got uh, cross-checked on top of me. I was lying down. And I went to push him off. And he thought I was punching him. So he started punching me. And at 17, if somebody's punching you, you got to man up because of all the girls are watching. So I'm like, well, if he's punching me, I'm punching him. And then the bench is cleared as a bench training brawl. My first organized hockey game was a bench training brawl where I got 17 men some penalties in <laughs> my first game. And then, uh, I, yeah, like uh, Dursa touched on, I have a brief experience there with uh, in the East Coast Hockey with Peoria Rivermen. So I did, I did earn a paycheck that had the St. Louis Blues logo on the top right-hand corner. So that was kind of cool. And then, uh, an experience over in Slovakia as well. So uh, uh, I'm not all talk. I just can't back it up anymore. Uh, I also had one, uh, one uh, hand or uh, goalie fight in the handshake line where uh, as a goalie, when you're, uh, it was in a tournament, so as a goalie, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're the first guy in the handshake line. So shaking hands and good game, good game, good game, all that bullshit. And then something happened behind me and I turned around and a, a fight had broken out. So we're all on the ice. I'm like, well, a fight's breaking out. I need to grab one of their one of their players because you can't be out man. So I went and grabbed the guy and he thought I was initiating a fight with him. I was just grabbing the guy because that's what you do when you're watching someone else fight. So he started punching me and I'm like, oh, shit. Now here I am fighting again. So I got four <laughs> career fights as a goalie, four career fights as a goalie, none with the other team's goalie. It's always been with another player. So- Bruiser Bob, I love it.
0: So, so the the next thing I I want to talk about because we talked about our little shenanigans, my favorite goalie fight of all time was Ray Emery against uh, Biron, and then he gets done with that, and then he and then he gets into it with a big, you know, tough guy in Andrew Peters, and he and he fought them both, at, and I mean that that was the. For me, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, you know, <laughs> the Smith Talbot thing was great, but uh, that that Ray Emery, you know, fighting a goalie and then a player for me is 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 the peak. Uh, what do you got, uh, Bob? We'll let you go first on this one.
2: Well, that that's a good one to start off right off the gate. I, I like that one. Um, for me, it's actually the uh, the two goalie thing. So, being an order fan, diehard order fan, uh, when when Hexel came in the league in '87 he became our enemy because he was like we we played him in the final and he did that whole slashing against Kent Nielsen and all that stuff like he was just that's where he got the Hextell uh, stuff from he just became that guy that I couldn't stand and so and I was also a big Felix Potvin fan and when he was with, when he was with Toronto so when Hextel and Potvin fought that's my favorite fight because Hextell was known as this fighter Potvin was known as this mild manner guy and correct me if i'm wrong but Potvin won that fight Hexel
1: whooped his, Hexel. whoop whooped his fucking ass is what he did.
2: See, I like that. I was being politically correct, but you're dead on the money. I thought he whooped his ass as well. Hexel's got his head down. You can see it keep popping up because the pop is just going to uppercuts, uppercuts. That's awesome. my favorite goal fight. That's my favorite
1: That was goal. awesome. <laughs> yeah, for me it's always gonna be that Smith Talbot fight. It was perfect, it was awesome, it was fun to Watch, but uh, wall versus Vernon was a really good one in '97, I think it was '98, '97. In that area, yeah, somewhere because, like, and then the year after he fights Osgood, right? Yeah, so that's right, yeah. So, Patrick law versus anybody is pretty much my favorite fight. Um, but yeah, the Emory one I actually really enjoyed, but the, definitely the Hextall at Poffin that's the one that I will never forget. That is my favorite of all time. <laughs> Fucking went
2: back Yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> that was worth getting a theme music song for. You oh, kidding me? Absolutely. Good, Good job, Mikey. You, you know what, though? I, I did I did a quick little check on something uh, because I knew we were going to talk about goalie fights. So I, t- I did a quick check on the internet to see. Uh, I just grabbed. Uh, there was 44 goalies that have had 100 career penalty minutes or more. And so I I just checked from those forty four to see who had most who had the most fights as a goalie. Want to take any guesses?
1: Billy Smith.
2: Dursa.
0: Most fights as a goalie. Um, man, who, who is a loose cannon? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna say Hextall. You
2: know what? Uh, the goal to would have been Hexel. Hexel actually had five career fights, which ties him for fifth overall. Mm, wow. The uh, the number one uh, goalie, Chad nailed it, Billy Smith. And it's not even close. Really. Billy, <laughs> Smith, had, Billy Smith has 21 career fights. <laughs> second place is a goalie named Doug Favell and another one named Al Smith with seven fights. That's I want place. them.
1: I want the stat, how many stitches were caused by Billy Smith's stick? <laughs>
2: you, you know, I don't know if I can find it. But another, another interesting one, though. So another thing I did is I checked to see how many uh, Oiler goalies have gotten into fights when they were in Oiler. And there have been four in total. Mike Smith versus Cam Talbot is the latest one in, two, in 2020. Before that, Matthew Garon... Fought Eric Goddard of the Colorado Avalanche in 2008. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! He went was weight class. <laughs> I know, right? Goddard's a proven fighter, so the yeah. fact that Garon was in there, but I get you because Garen was left-handed, so I bet you that that caused some confusion with some with some lefty punches. The second one was uh, Ty Compton fought Tassie Nurminen of the Atlanta Thrashers in 2004. The first ever. Uh, National Hockey League, Edmonton Water fight for a goalie was Andy Moog. In 1985, he fought Tim Coolis of the Minnesota North Stars. And that, <laughs> my friends, is called a mass drop. <laughs> no, Mike. <laughs> That's how we do it in the stats world. Oh,
0: we got, got a new segment already. Um, so, I mean, it, this is the off season, so I mean, topics are going to be you know, not so much Oiler-focused. We'll go around other things before we talk really about the Oilers. And uh, Angel piped in on the chat earlier saying, good evening, fellas. Good evening, Angel. Um, good evening, Angel. To let you guys know, I don't know if, if you know Chad, but uh, kind of the next show we do, we're going to get Angel and um, Rob, um, so we won't have an audience. <laughs> we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get our most avid listeners on our uh, next show coming out and – that's awesome. Yeah, one of the goals that I want to have kind of for us moving forward is to kind of make it so that, you know, our listeners can, can become our guests, um, you know, and have a little bit of a hometown feel. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, because I know you and I both chat of Coach Minor Hockey, and I'm, I'm sure Bob's uh, been in that world too. You know, what, what kind of came to happen in minor hockey is, you know, kids – start their season in October and they play until the spring and then some kids are into spring hockey. They get done spring hockey. They play some summer hockey. And then before you know it, the season's starting all over again. Um, I, I'm okay with a little bit of the spring hockey, but I don't think it's, it's healthy for youth, especially really young to be playing, um, 365 days a year. I think to become, you know, a, a, a better hockey player, you need to play other sports. Um, I, I think what really helped me as a hockey player was, I, you know, I, I was a basketball player. I was a point guard. I think the the thing, it's almost like being a quarterback in football. You have to see plays. You have to see things going on. So, I I was rarely caught with my head down. Uh, I was usually caught because my wheels (laughs) weren't chugging as fast as they probably needed to. So I was caught in the corner more so than in the middle of the ice. But, um, you know, learning, playing other sports, learning other skills, you know, as a goalie, I'm sure, you know, playing ball, being a shortstop or a fielder, you know, fielding balls helps you to field, you know, pucks get in the way of it kind of kind of like you do in baseball like, uh, they both hurt if they hit you in the wrong place um, I, I want to know where you come from. I'll let Bob go first because I'm sure Chad you'll be longer <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not one that thinks that minor hockey kids should be playing 365 days days a year. I think they need a break I think they need to play other sports and I think that'll help them to, to get further.
2: I can't disagree with that. Um, yeah, I, I I did coach minor hockey for a while and I coached all the way to like junior B and uh and also did was a goalie coach in junior A and helped out with the uh Lethbridge Hurricanes one year for their training camp. So uh I've seen a lot of these uh, these hockey players come from different areas and backgrounds and I and I I know for myself I did learn uh I took a lot of disciplines because I played every sport I could get my hands on when I was a kid. I just I wanted to play everything. So I was at I'm able to look back and see which skills I developed at certain sports that I was able to translate into my hockey game, especially as a goaltender. Everything from footwork to different breathing that you do in different uh, in different sports. Um, yeah, the hand-eye coordination, to the agility, like all these things. I'm not a guy, I know I don't look it because I'm so freaking massive and huge, but I'm not a guy who uh, hits the gym. So I, for me, the uh, the exercise I get is from playing. So, I'm building these skills and these muscles and some like of that from different sports and being able to uh, amalgamate all that into basically this perfect athlete that you see in front of you um, for for uh, when I was playing when I was playing hockey now my one of my fears is is uh these kids that played the whole the crazy five days a year, I'd be more afraid of them burning out and losing the love of the game. One of the things that you look forward to. Every winter was uh, the training camp. Like, oh, hockey season started. I'm gun. Uh, I'm ho for for uh, hockey season, and uh, you're able to play your ball, your basketball, that stuff, and then and then you're ready for hockey season. And there's that kind of that that excitement of like it's almost like a that second Christmas, oh, hockey season starting. And one of my fears would be that you kind of lose that love because you do it too much and burn yourself out. I don't. Know. Chad, go ahead. My turn. Bring
1: it. Oh God. Okay, boys, grab some popcorn, grab a beer. It's going to be a while. <laughs> uh, my experience is way different, and I actually completely disagree with what you're saying. 100% disagree. Um, through the minor hockey side of things with coaching. Um, I did do both uh, tri- the AA Adam team coaching plus the spring league team for in Grand Prairie. They do it's just basically spring, spring team or spring league coaching they do for their kids to keep them in shape throughout the spring. It's a really great program. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, you know, I was brought in as a, as a coach who didn't have a kid, so they basically hired me to come and do it. It was a lot of fun. But growing up, um, when I moved to Vancouver, I went to Delphi Academy, which is a private school, and I was there to play hockey. I got a scholarship. I was there playing hockey. And that 1996, I played 300. I was on the ice 364 days that year on the ice, playing colleges, doing practice. We had Trevor Lindley come out. We had Kirk McClain come out. We had Troy Gamble come out. We had lots of players come out. And and for us, we all, every, everybody in that school, everybody on that team wanted to make the NHL. So it, it wasn't about fun for us. It was about we got to strive to be the best. We have to work our asses off. We're whooping the crap out of Simon Fraser University, which was hilarious because we were all 15, 16 years old kicking the crap out of the college teams. But yes, that's what it takes. I guarantee you the players that make the NHL that are actually playing hardcore competitive hockey, this is how they're training now. They are in the gym. They are training hard. Their land training is ridiculous. They're constantly training 365 days of the year. That's the way it ta- that's that's what it takes right now. So I I agree with these new leagues coming in and the spring programs and the kids that are are, are striving to make it, they need that
2: Okay, quick question for you. When you went, what age were you when you went over to Vancouver?
1: I was 14.
2: Okay. Yeah, you're getting up there in in the mid-teens. Because I I can see this more so for, like, later teens and college years because for these guys that do have that um, desire and actually a chance to maybe to make the pros, like, hockey is a a 365-day-a-year job basically right now. Like, so these guys are all training year-round. I think I was probably talking more so for, like, the younger kids like where uh,
1: I think it should start at, at least 10
2: well and like you bring up good points I can't argue those points that's for sure I, I my fear would be that they would lose the passion of the sport because they got burned out by it that's all
1: for sure and I mean I, there is those kids that have a lot of talent and their parents are doing the pushing and that part sucks but then there's yeah. this the kids that really really want to get better and they need those programs they require they have to have them
0: my, my so I don't my criticism is I I think you learn more that you can take with you on the ice by playing other sports. Well
2: and, and, and I and I agree with you too, Mike, but there's also that thing like my happy place uh, it was the hockey rink and being in the crease. So as much as I say that and, and I agree with it though too, like I brought a lot of stuff from other sports to be able to help my hockey game. Had I been given the choice in my at my age then, I would have played hockey. Uh, all year round i mean because that's that was my happiest place but i also don't think i also don't think i would have gotten uh as far as i did though if i had played hockey all year round because i'm not sure you're only developing a certain set of skills that are that are uh aimed at, at that position at that game and if you bring in stuff like from like like i said different breathing different agility stuff and bring that as part of your game i actually i think it made me a better goaltender
1: and I don't disagree with that at all. But the thing is, even when I was playing uh, that year I played three hundred and sixty-four days, the only day off was Christmas. The only day. We still play I still played ball. I still played golf. You just got yeah. it.
2: Okay. So that's that's a great point, Chad. So at least you weren't just playing the hockey. You were still doing other stuff as well and mixing it in with the hockey together. Oh yeah? Yeah. So And you didn't feel burnt out? No.
1: I, that was my that was the best year of my life.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What an experience. Jeez. So who who has a
0: tougher assignment this year coming up? Kyle Dubas in Pittsburgh or Brad
1: Tree Living in Toronto? Dustin Schwartz in Edmonton. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: That's a whole other show right there. <laughs>
1: I, I plan on it's... bringing this up at least once an episode. I promise you. <laughs>
2: with you. If I, if I hear you're forgetting, I'm going to remind you.
1: I think, <laughs> you know, oh,
0: I will forget. I think we need to send you to the penalty box for two minutes for shooting the puck over the boards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think it's tri- uh in Toronto, Treleving tri- or whatever his name is, uh, I think he's got a tougher assignment. There's so much pressure that Toronto market um, like they, in all honesty, they probably should have had one by now. Like they've just been coming over short. Uh, like if, you, like if he loses in the first round next year, like what's that going to be? Like if if you don't get further than what you did this previous season, I like I don't know what's going to happen there. Like does Toronto burn to the ground? I have no idea. Like I <laughs> actually feel sorry for that fan base to some extent because it, that's it's crazy. They as much as we bitch about uh, we should have won a cup by now uh, and we probably should have. We've made it to the final four. We've been we've been competitive the whole way through. Like Toronto, seriously, like they've been a top 10 team here for how long now? And still nothing past to just get past the first round this year. Like that's just, ouch. It makes makes me smile. (laughs) It makes me (laughs) smile when the the Toronto fans are bitching at me for sure. But other than that, I almost feel sorry for them. Like, oh my goodness. There's like how many people are alive today that have remembered their last Stanley Cup, like 1967. Seriously. I
1: got, I got no love for the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't even. I don't even mind the Leafs. It's it's just the fact that that the media outlets are all based in Toronto, so they make it. <laughs> but when it comes to the hockey itself, I like watching them. I don't hate Matthews. I don't hate Marner. I, it's just out. Like, how do you come up short so often with a team that's that good? Like, there's something wrong.
1: Oh yeah, no, but you're right. There's, they have. They've They're like the. How do you explain it? They're like the frat bro, not even the. They're like the hoity-toity Harvard kids, where everybody that goes to Toronto is too good to play on a team.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: So we've got about uh, ten minutes to go. This is. Um, we'll try to do this on a somewhat of a weekly basis, if if we can. Uh, maybe during the season, we'll step it up to if if. if you know the good lord willing and the creek don't rise and all that fun stuff but uh um, i was pretty excited for today i went to uh home depot this morning i, I, I was like a little kid and i made like a new a new shelving unit it's it's a work in progress i'm not done yet what what eventually is going to happen is on the far sides it's, it's going to be all white and there'll be lights in it and, and all kinds of crazy shit going on. I just ran out of time. Uh, so it kind of got the unit up and it's solid. And, and probably at some point there'll be a TV back there. It was kind of our our, our uh, logo. It, uh, just kind of focused on there and be able to do different things and, and, and whatnot. But uh, just to kind of get out of the gate, um, kind of got it going. Have the... Trophy from the Oilers Live Cup, I guess, heavy hockey showdown yeah. now. And uh, <laughs> Grant. Defending champion. Yeah. So um, that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm happy. I'm so thrilled you guys are on board. And, uh, you know, it, it is a lot to kind of start up a whole new venture, but uh, with you guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. Bob's, you know, going to the Pelly Lindbergh uh, mask right out of the before we even started the show.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is an actual game. Use mask. <laughs> just, this isn't just some dipshit stuff you pick up at a collective store. This is an actual game. Not from uh, yeah, me. That, uh, the, toughest question I'm say-
0: ever, the toughest question I'm ever going to ask you, Bob, on the show is is where did uh, Jason Voorhees play, uh,
1: play hockey <laughs> at? <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs>
0: <They must have>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's going to be quiet uh, for the Oilers heading heading up to the draft. Um, you know, a lot happened to be able to acquire Matias Ekholm, and I don't regret any of it. That was a hell of a pickup by uh, Ken Holland. Looks like uh, the the Florida Panthers' uh, luck is about to. Uh, run out. Uh, so it, it looks like in back-to-back years, the Edmonton Oilers um, have went down at the hands of the eventual Stanley Cup winning uh, team. I I think it's just a fait accompli before Vegas uh, en, ends it. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess on one hand, that's a positive because you know you're close, but on another, it's like you, you just Kind of got away a little bit.
1: I'm not yeah, gonna say it. anything. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> You're here to Who sports. are you pointing
2: the finger at, Chad? <laughs> Who are you pointing the finger at? Fuck you, Schwartz.
1: <laughs> Jack but Campbell, the all
2: the way. Here's the thing, though. Like, um, if, <laughs> since we're touching on Schwartz, like, he's gonna be there next year. Like, Skinner is a caller candidate that automatically, um, that all making sure sports is, is there next year, so it is what it is. Uh, and and Skinner had a hell of a regular season. Uh, we all know what happened the playoffs. Um, you know, let's let's see what next year brings. But I think you're right, Dursa. There's there's something to be said to uh, eventually losing to the Standing Cup Champions. That means we're right with we're right there, and we we, we really are right there. Um, let's let's I'm ready for the season to be done so we can start the next season because let's get fired right out of the gate.
1: Yeah, and I think we're going to be coming into next season with a strong team, so that's exciting. I mean, next season is actually probably going to be the most exciting season I've, I've been excited for. With that comb to start with, with the core guys still there, uh, I don't think they're they're not going to move Nuge. I don't care what the stupid rumors are.
2: I don't know why Can they would. What are, what are we no. getting? So, seriously, guys, what, what do we need? Like, we got tougher, our defense got better, and, you know, Hopefully, our goaltending will 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 get there where we know it can be, and showed that it can be at, at times. So, like, what do what do we need?
1: Go, Durs. This one's on you, buddy. Yeah,
0: I, I, my biggest critique with this team, I think, is is that if Cody CC's your top right shot D, I think that needs a little bit of an improvement. I don't think he's quite. What what you need if you're going to be a Stanley Cup winning team on your right side, I think they need an upgrade there, and that's tough because I don't know how that actually happens. You have to probably get rid of something to get something there to make that happen. So, well, that, that was t- supposed to be DNA, wasn't it? I I don't think he's uh, mobile enough to be to be that guy either. I think where he is is probably where he's going to be. Um, yeah,
2: I agree, and he'll be and he'll be effective there.
0: yeah i think he'll get better than what he what he showed in this year's playoffs but i think i i don't think he's far away from hitting his peak as as a player i just think he'll get more experienced and and some of the reads will will get better but i don't i don't see him getting faster or or more more mobile i just think his reads will get better
2: um yeah i can't I, i
0: guess this is probably about as far as we need to go today we just wanted to launch and, and kind of get out out, out there and, and put out a show. And if I wasn't a little uh, trigger happy starting the show when we were on the show a couple of times, it would have been pretty, pretty solid. But, uh, thanks for watching Angel. If you're out there or if you had to go rescue your cousin again from jail, like you did on Tuesday on Michael's show, <laughs> uh, thanks for watching. Uh, You can subscribe to us on, on YouTube. There's the YouTube channel. It's everything's 97 octane hockey, whether that's YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your social media. And uh, sometime tomorrow, this'll be going to Spotify and um, and iTunes. And eventually I'll figure out, um, Google, Google, uh, Google podcasts, Thanks for listening and watching everybody and we will see you next time. Peace. Keep your sticks on the ice and keep reaching for the stars and go where there's go next year. Welcome to 97 Octane Hockey, the show that focuses on the coolest game on earth, with our main focus on the Edmonton Oilers. I'm Mike Derso, one of the hosts of the show, and joining me are two former goalies, Chad Graham, previously of the Langley Thunder, and Bob Schmidt, former attendee of the Peoria Rivermen. Our goal is to create quality content that is engaging, informative, and most importantly, entertaining for you, the audience. We also want to have our listeners become our guests on the show in the future. So check us out everywhere you get your podcasts.